Listener Production. On today's episode of Traded, our mini-series on footy talk, we're getting all the stories, the lowdown from our favourites from the past, and Daisy here with you today. This is one of our favourites. What a jet this player was. Brett Delidio, 275 games, 32 of them with the Giants, the majority with the Tigers, two-time All-Australian and a former pick one, so no better person to talk to, and now a player manager as well. So doing great things. Welcome to the show, Lids. Uh, thanks, Joey. Thanks, Dace. Good to good to be on with you, fellas. Good to see you. Still to this day, took the greatest specky I've ever seen. Under 16's Victorian practice match <laughs> down at Oakley and jumped over someone. Like yes. stood on their head and then proceeded to jump over them and clunk the ball. I was sitting there as a little skinny 15-year-old front and centre, but he didn't uh, – no, no scraps to be had. Well, that probably is the reason why, Brett DeLidio, you were taking pick one uh, back in, in the draft. Uh, what year was that? A long time ago. 2004, Four, 2004 yeah. draft. Tell us about the lead-up to the draft, first of all, and – and being pick one, because there's a lot of talk about young Harley Reid in this year's draft. There's always been a lot of extra pressure on pick one. How did you find it and handle being the pick one? Oh, look, to be honest, at, at the time, you, you don't worry about it whatsoever. You're just looking for your opportunity. Like, I'll be honest, I did read a fair bit of stuff about yourself and you start to think that you're, you're a real chance to get drafted and, you know, reading the papers and the boys still bring up today a stupid photo that I did um, with my top off holding a couple of yabbies that was on the back page of the, the <laughs> paper and they're thinking, who the hell is this loser that we're getting? Um, but, look, to be honest, it, uh, the more I look back on it, the more that you understand that there was a, an absolute truckload of pressure that comes along with it and y- your fan base and um, even the general media think that you're going to come in there and change the absolute fortune of a footy club, you know, in the blink of an eye and, it's really unfair, for, I think, for all uh, 18-year-old kids or all 17 at the time before the rules got changed. So it's an unwanted uh, little feather in your cap, I suppose, um, so to speak. You know, it's not something that you you, you would wish upon. And, and if you went pick two, um, you know, you, you, you probably get away with a, a little bit more. But, look, it's, it's, it is what it is. And it's, it's nice that um, you're recognised as that. And everyone says it still now, but... It doesn't mean a hell of a lot to me anymore, to be completely honest. How did the club go with managing that expectation? Were they all right? The Tigs obviously, you know, get their pick one for a reason, not going so well at the time. Were they all right or were they sort of on the bandwagon of, hey, you actually have to be the one that comes in and changes everything? Um, no, they, they weren't. Not at, not at all. It was more about come in, head down, bum up, get to work. You're not going to be treated um, favourably over anyone else. And we had, what, myself, Richie Tambling, Dean Polo, Danny Meyer and Adam Patterson all taken in the top 20, I think, back then. And so there was a lot of young blokes coming in trying to um, prove themselves. It wasn't like that at all. I I, um, just really tried to feed off the older blokes as much as possible to try and, you know, learn as quickly as you can. But, look, it's once you're not performing, I think I probably felt it more in my second year, third year going forward than than I did in my first year. First, you just go out there playing, you're just having fun, aren't you? But your second and third is where you really start to feel like you should be dominating games and and you're hearing it from the uh, from the, the cheap seats. Tell us about your first game. Where was your debut? How did it pan out? Anything, any good little story to come out of it? Not a great memory, to be honest. We got <laughs> smacked by Geelong by 69 points oh. at the MCG. I started really well. I thought, you know, how easy is AFL? I had like five or six touches in the first few minutes. I'm going to dominate here. I'll be best on ground. Um, 
and I don't think I'll touch it again for the rest of the day. <laughs> so it has a really happy knack of uh, bringing you back down to earth um, footy and it certainly did that to me in my first game, that's for sure. You punched on with the Tigs for 243 games and then there was a, a change coming. Can you run us through what that last year or so or the last six months was like at the Tigs? Obviously, I'm still a big believer, Joey, that the older the players get, the quicker we are to just dis- disregard them or discard them. I don't really like it, but from your point of view, Leeds? Yeah, look, you're probably right in that sense and uh, we are quick to move on the older players. I think we've seen one of your old teammates in Pendles and what he's been able to do this year, you know, that you you still need those older guys and have faith that they're going to be able to still play. But I'd come to the end of my tether essentially at the Tigs and I, you know, I had an opportunity to come across to your mob uh, in 2000, end of 2009, the start of 2010, and then you boys won the flag in 2010. I was like... There's an opportunity here to leave the Tigers. I thought, you know, the the Giants look like the best team on paper. They're fully stacked. Um, am I going to miss out by not leaving like I didn't back in 2009? You know, am I going to forever regret that? The pull of being a one-club player versus potentially doing what everyone wants to do is playing a premiership, um, you know, and have that success. So ultimately that uh, changed my mind. But I'd, I'd nicked my calf in a running session on a, a Tuesday or Wednesday and then I said, I went in to see my old physio and as soon as I walked into the doors, I just it hit me um, like a ton of bricks that I needed a fresh start and, you know, then went on to great mate of mine, Wayne Campbell, up at the Giants, um, got the tour around the club and, you know, the rest is history essentially. It went, um, again, ended up getting traded the, uh, basically the day that, you know, my sister got married <laughs> down there in Torquay. So that was a great distraction, took my mind off everything. But it wasn't until the death knock, but I had Blair Hartley and Cambo ringing me saying, don't worry, mate, it's going to get done even though I was um, – petrified of having to uh, not have a home, essentially. So this was at the end of 2016, Lids. Obviously, Richmond had played finals for a few years before that, just sort of getting to the, the first week of finals. Had a poor 2016. You felt you needed a fresh start. We know what happened with Richmond from there on in. They went through the next four. I know you, you would hate Let's not talk about it. I know, but that is that is part of part of the story. Um, Lids, this is why we've got you on. How did you feel? I know the Giants had some success as well and you played some finals, but how did it feel watching that, that Richmond team that you'd you know, been a huge part of end up winning those medals? Uh, I didn't watch them win the medals, to be completely honest yeah, with you, Joey. I, 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 watched, I, I went to the zoo um, that day and then to the park with the little one. But, um, look, to be honest, I was watching them all year. It was like, well, we were going pretty well. I think we were sitting fourth. They were third or second, somewhere around there. And um, I was like, I can't believe how well these guys are going. Surely they're going to fall off the perch. But they just continued to win and – they were finding form at the right time, played like the last seven at the G, absolutely humming. Um, and it all culminated in me playing my 250th in a, my first ever prelim against my old side to try and get into my first ever grand final. Um, and, yeah, look, I, I was heartbroken, mate, to be honest, because you do. You spend so much time, you know, trying to build that club up to, you know, as soon as you miss out on finals, you're like, right, how am I getting better to then try and make us better? And, yeah, a lot of years, nine years without playing any sort of finals. And then, you know, for them to then go and play in a grand final, the year you left, mate, it's a kick in the guts. But um, you've got to be incredibly lucky I've worked out in terms of playing in grand finals and um, being in the right place at the right time. You, you don't have to look too much further past the, the Collingwood side. Look at uh, Frampton this year. Bobby Hill comes down to the, to the pies, you know, in a, in a flag in their first year, you know. So, that's, that's my story. It's a story. I don't I don't get hung up on it now, mate. It's it's made me uh, a better person for it, I think, in terms of I've learned a hell of a lot about myself and my family and whatever else. But, um, 
mate, it is what it is. Footy's just a game at the end of the day. Do you have any regrets in and around any of it, whether it be the Pies in 2009 or moving to the Giants? <laughs> Potentially that Pies one day, to be honest. Look, I think um, – the reason I probably didn't is because I was scared of seeing my, my ex-teammates all the time down Swan Street. Um, <laughs> and I used to see you boys at Richmond Roast all the time, just um, chicken gravy roll oh, with chips and still come and out chips, and get baby. 30. <laughs> um, and and th- that's probably the reason why I didn't. But, uh, yeah, look, if you had a no, mate, please. I mean, who, who wouldn't have made the decision to stay? But I didn't know. And Richmond looked like they were going back down the same path as where we had been for my whole career apart from those three years of finals, you know. So... I was just getting unhappy with footy, and I didn't. I knew I had footy left to play, um, but I, I wasn't. I wasn't enjoying it, you know. And for your own mental health, I think you've got to make that that decision. The Giants, though, you did, you did play finals, and then 2019, they make a grand final, and you get injured in the elimination final. So you've had the kick in the guts of watching the Tigers win a flag already, and then Giants get to a grand final against Richmond, and you're not there. I mean, how was that as an experience? Oh, I couldn't win, to be honest, yeah. um, Joey. Look, it was a um, – yeah – I probably I built myself up. I hurt my calf uh, late in the season. Built myself up just to get back and thinking that we probably wouldn't beat the dogs round one of that uh, of the finals. And you know I built myself right up, but nicked it early on, second, first or second quarter. Played out the game and we ended up smashing the dogs, which was which was great. You know, and Leon said to me that day, "Mate, get get yourself right. We're, we're going all the way to the granny." And I was like, "Yeah, that's okay. I don't think we will." So I started to. You know, I take the foot off the pedal essentially, but you know, I kept training and, and staying fit, and uh, we ended up making it all the way. I just, I knew that I probably wasn't going to. I trade my absolute backside off during that week, thinking, mate, well, Lockie Whitfield just had his appendix out. Uh, uh, Phil Davis has done a calf. We had a couple of other boys that were under a cloud. Maybe I might get a call up. I think I was the quickest on the track in terms of GPS. I felt like I was going really well. And then Cambo come and just goes, "You're not playing, mate." So don't, don't even think you are. You know, which was a real. You know, I knew, but I didn't want to, you, you know, you, you always have that glimmer. So I just decided then I'm just going to enjoy the week that it, that it can be, you know, and um, was out, you know, uh, coming down to Melbourne for a heap of functions and different things and um, got to do the lap with Grigger, which was awesome, you know, something that I, I'll cherish with our kids. But um, ultimately when I was standing out there watching the Tigers boys receive their medals, knowing it was the last time I was going to be on the MCG, was um, – yeah, it was, um, you know, a bit disheartening and, and a bit flattening, you know, but um, it is what it is. Did you enjoy your time up at the Giants? Obviously a smaller did, period mate. than the Tigs, but you, you loved it? it? It was it was a great exit for me, Days, in terms of um, becoming almost anonymous up there, if that makes sense. And I, I could nearly walk up to the supermarket in Balmain with my shirt off and my little daughter and no one had even noticed, you know, because you, you're surrounded by a lot of people with the beautiful weather and whatever else. And you there, do but... operate that style too, your shirt off regularly <laughs> and for good reason, Joey. <laughs> exactly right, reason. I would too. Um, yeah, well, guilty as charged. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, look, I think it was it was a great exit for me. Yeah? And, I, and I met, like it was a completely different, it was chalk and cheese in terms of size of clubs, um, Richmond, huge, massive club versus going almost to a back to Kyabram, you know, a little country club, you know, smaller supporter base. Every man, his dog are in the rooms after a game, real country feel. Um, and you learn to appreciate things a hell of a lot more. Things aren't just laid out for you like you would understand um, at the Pies and, and at the Saints, Joey. That, you know, you, you don't want for too much at, at those bigger clubs, whereas at the Giants, if you want something, you've got to go and get it yourself or you've got to do it for yourself. And it was 
as a humbling experience more than anything else, but also it makes you appreciate that what you do have. And it's given me such a better understanding going forward into my job now that, um, you know, there's lots of different ways to skin a cat and you can uh, really make the most of any opportunity. You just need that opportunity. So where does your heart lie now? Four or five years post-retirement, where, where are you sort of, where, where are you gravitating getting pulled to when you watch the footy? Giants, Richmond, a bit of both? Yeah, oh, definitely a bit of both. I've still got some great mates that play up there um, at the Giants and I'm, um, you know, I enjoyed watching them late into the finals, but I think I'm a life member of Richmond, yeah. you know, and, and my girls love watching the Tigers and going along to the G on a Saturday just to be a part of it. So, look, I I think it's the Tigers, mate. No, I guarantee you it's the Tigers um, because that's where, you know, I, I started and played the majority of my career. Yeah, fair enough too. And you're a star. And now, mate, you're in, as a, we spoke off the top, a player manager for Max Sports with Anthony McConville. Just give us a bit of a rundown about your day-to-day, how you're enjoying it, some players you've got, and, and a little bit about the, the trade period and, and what it's like for some players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, um, well, I went to Hawthorne as a development coach, essentially um, in tw- end of twenty nineteen under Clark. But then COVID hit, as everyone knows, in twenty twenty. So got the lemonade and sass pretty quickly out of there, um, and tried my hand at a bit of labouring and different things, and worked out that I wouldn't be a good landscaper. So um, <laughs> sacked that pretty quick, and spoke to my um, who was my manager, um, now boss and business partner, in terms of mate, I'd love to get involved in this because I see it as a real opportunity to do what I thought was going to be development coaching but coming in as a, a mentor manager um and I love I love being involved in footy so and that's where it um you know I'm watching plenty I, I'm still involved but as for players we've got with uh, big Cam Zerhard down at the down at the Roos Adam Tomlinson obviously a good friend from back home uh, up at the Giants and then um three or four boys that I got had drafted last year which was exciting to you know be on that journey with them up to the draft and finally get them drafted and then couple of guys for this year that, um, you know, I'm hoping for their chance. Young Connor O'Sullivan should go reasonably high. Will Graham up at the Suns. Um, you know, there's Luke Lloyd from Sandringham Dragons, Lockie Smith down at Gippy Power. Um, and there's a few others as well that, um, you know, mate, I'm just, you've been on that journey with them for the last couple of years. So, you, you know, to see them realise their dream if they get their chance is um, really fulfilling. And, um, you know, I, I love every part of it. As, as challenging as it is because there's some big dogs out there that um, take majority share, you, um, you, as long as you're in with a fight, mate, it's, um, you know, the competitive side comes out. Have you got one bit of advice you give to the young fellas when they're talking to you about the journey? Ask, ask as many questions as you can, and, and don't be afraid to get out there and have a couple of kin, a couple of uh, couple of tins, um, you know, on those social events. I reckon the young boys shy away from it, thinking everything's all encompassing. You've got to be professional, but you build your relationships by spending time with your older boys and just be a sponge. I think is the the thing. And hard, as we both know, all three of us know, hard work pays off. You know, so head down, bum up, get in there, and earn the respect. Well, Brett Delidio, you were a star. We we enjoyed watching you play. We hated playing against you, but now you're doing great things. Thank you for sharing your story. I know it can be difficult at times. It wasn't the fairy tale that people like Daisy and a few others have with their stories, but we appreciate your time, mate, and good luck with everything you're doing. Absolute pleasure, boys, anytime. Brett Delidio there, Dale Thomas. That wraps up today's episode of the miniseries, Traded Miniseries. Thanks to Footy Talk. We'll be back with more next time. Listener.